Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. What up, Heel Squad? Happy Thursday. I'm going to read you an incredible quote from one of our amazing interns. Okay, you ready? While many people might think that learning about finances is boring, this is a must-listen episode and great for a throwback Thursday. I learned so much about the power of investing and starting early in your life. I enjoy these episodes because these are things we never learn in school but are pertinent to our future. I also loved Maria's excitement about the topic, and you could tell she really did her homework. I mean, come on. If that does not make you want to listen to this, I don't know what would. I'm so hyped after reading that. I can't wait to re-listen to this episode. It's so good. We have Tony Robbins. We have AJ Gupta. It is chock full of just so much takeaway. Oof. I can't wait for you guys to listen or listen for a second or third time. So enjoy. Happy Throwback Thursday and have a great rest of your week. Please welcome Mr. Tony Robbins. (laughs) Thanks for having me on again. It's wonderful to be with you. I am thrilled and honored for you to be back here. Thank you. I've been reading your book incessantly, scribbling a million I know, notes. I love seeing that. <laughs> um, and I, I I can't tell you what a gift it's been. Well, he's done many books, so specify what book. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, my love. Kevin Undergaro in studio with us today. Um, Money, Master the Game, Seven Simple Steps to Financial Freedom. I know we talked about this last time you were here. I hadn't read it yet because yes. it was a last minute um, thing, but... I've been reading it and I'm like hulking up financially now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it, it's so empowering because in, and you talk about in the book, because we we think it's so complicated and, and too hard for us to grasp, we all just throw it to the side. Yep. We don't deal with it. And then we deal with it in another way, which is never a good thing. Yeah, painfully. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so the way you wrote it was so easy to understand because I keep telling people, I'm like, guys, trust me, it is a must read. I'm like, he even gives them away for free on his website. It's a must read because it's not complicated. Like you really break it down in simple words. And because I've been to your seminars, I think I'm hearing you as I'm reading it. (laughs) And it's, it's coming to me so much clearer. And there are so many things that I've put into action already. I'm working with AJ Gupta, who you mentioned in the book, and you connected me with him. And I cannot thank you yet again for another gift because he's been amazing. And I'm refinancing my mortgage right now. I'm going to save thousands of dollars that he's then going to take and go invest into some real estate, which is amazing. And I just keep telling Kevin, I'm like, we are going to have a plan. And the plan is the most important part of this because you talk about that in the book, having a plan. So you see where that money is going in and what it's going to give you. 
is so important. And and most Americans don't have a clue. You know, one out of three Americans have saved a thousand dollars. You know, people are one paycheck away from being in a difficult place. Mm-hmm. And you'd say, well, that's because no one has makes enough money today or because mm-hmm. the middle class hasn't earned as much. And it's just not true. I shared with you, I think, in the book uh, about Theodore Johnson, this man who <coughs> literally worked for UPS for its entire lifetime. He never made more than $14,000 in a year. And yet he retired with $70 million. Now people say that's impossible. And he, by the way, he gave away $35 million while he was alive. I know. And the way he did it was understanding compounding. We all have heard it. We all know it. But he understood because someone pulled him aside and said to him, I want to make sure you're financially free. It's basically mm-hmm. the conversation I was having with you. Yeah. And saying the only way to do that is you'll never, no matter how much you earn, great you know, movie stars, great athletes. You see these people make fortunes and then they're broke 10 years later. Yeah. And it's because income has to be grown while you sleep. You have to do something that makes money while you sleep. That's how you get financially free. And even if you start with the tiniest amount of money, like this man did 14,000 a year, how he got 70 million is a friend of his said, listen, I'm going to put a tax on you. We're going to put a 20% tax on you. And he said, I can't pay 20%. I don't have enough money to pay my bills. He goes, if the government came by and put a 20% tax on you, you'd scream, you'd yell, you'd say you're not going to pay it, but you'd have to pay it. You would. And Mm -hmm. you'd adjust. He said, but that 20% is going to make you wealthy. And they took 20% of his little $14,000 a year and just kept reinvesting it and became $70 million. So people, I think, they don't (laughs) understand how easy it is for you to become truly successful. And what I did in this book is instead of coming with my ideas, I interviewed 50 of the smartest people Mm -hmm. in the world, the Carl Icons, the Warren Buffetts, and then put it down into something so simple anybody could follow through. Well, and that's what, when I look at you guys, I look at Nick and Lauren, our, our, you know, teammates here at Sirius Radio, producers, engineers. You guys make more than 14 grand a year. <laughs> I right? <hope> so. <laughs> so guess what? 70 million could be yours. But this is what ever since I've been reading this book, I've been running around I'm in the hair and makeup room. I'm like, you guys just commit to one number. That's right. One number, $20 a week. And That's it's right. going to yield you so much later. But can you explain to them how compounding works exactly? In a real simple understanding, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, if you, if you if you have a dollar and you double it, it's $2. You double it again, it's $4. So that's compounding and a doubling. 20 doubles, it's a million and 48,000. A little detail, if you pay 35% in taxes, instead of a million and 48, after 20 compoundings, you have 28,000. So taxes are critical. And in the book, as you know, mm-hmm. I show you what you got to do to make sure that you really protect what you're investing so it has real value. But, you know, an example is if someone put aside and said, I'm going to I'm going to give up one night a week of going out to dinner and we're going to have a pizza instead and I'm going to save 40 bucks a week. And you do that over the course of a year and you keep just reinvest that in an index fund like the S&P 500. It's that's code for the top 500 stocks. And it's the cheapest way to buy those stocks, Mm -hmm. S&P 500, an index fund. If you put your money in that and you grow it and you do it at its natural compounding, which is seven or eight percent through time, you're going to have a half a million dollars if you just put aside 40 bucks a week. And that's something that makes a difference between whether somebody's got to work for a living or whether, you know, and be a, you know, the best dressed older shopper or helper at Walmart or whether you can truly be financially free. So anyone can do it, but you've got to tap into that process. And the sooner you start, the better with the littlest amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I but you can't miss a week. You can't miss a week. That's where it like, it's like the domino effect. Yeah. Because if you, what you see is that there'd be an example that was given to me by a gentleman who's, who wrote a book that was one of the first books that explained indexing. And he's a professor and, uh, and he walked me through this process. And he said, what if I got two brothers? And he said, let's say Harry and Joe and Harry starts out at, you know, 25 years old and starts to invest. And he invests $300 a month, you know, you know, basically three grand a year. 
And his brother, and he does it for 20 years, from let's say 20 to 40. His brother starts at 40 and does it to 65. So one guy's doing it 20 years, the other guy did 25. One guy's putting in 80,000 over a lifetime, the other guy's putting in 100,000. Who has more money at age 65? The and you know what? It, yeah, the first one, but by how much? Well, the brother that started at 40 and put more money in, you know, he's got a half a million dollars. The brother that started at 20 and ended at 40, putting this tiny amount of money in, has got two and a half million dollars. So the two and a half versus half a million, and one put in more time. So the sooner you start, even with a mm -hmm. tiny amount of money, I'm like you guys just getting started. He said, and there's a great tool in the book. I interviewed this gentleman who is a genius, and he's he understands behavioral psychology around economics. And he said, one of the biggest things people always say is they just don't have the money to invest. And he said, so we came up with this idea that everyone can lose weight tomorrow. Everyone can go on a <laughs> diet tomorrow. So that everyone can save tomorrow. Yeah. So he said, here's what we're going to do. He went to this group in the Midwest and he said, I want you to save 3%. Anyone can do 3%. You're not going to notice that. So they put in 3%. He said, but here's the rule. Every time you get a raise of any sort, 3% of that raise permanently, you never see it go straight into this investment account. Well, within 12 years, the average person was saving 17%, 30% were saving 20% or more and 20% or more put you in the place where you literally will be wealthy. See? I mean, as, as long as the way you do it is you don't get eaten up in fees, which I talk about in the book, because yeah. if you don't know what you're doing, these people, the financial world, you know, there's this old phrase that says a per when a person with money meets a person with experience, the person with the money ends up with an experience and the yes. person with experience ends up with the money. Right? It's true. You know? Well, you know, so when you were on the show last time, you were talking about fiduciaries and brokers, yes. which I never knew the difference between. Obviously, now I know that a fiduciary has a legal obligation to do what's right for you. That's right. So which I, you would think everyone would have, right? Yeah. If you're going to a doctor or a lawyer, they have to put your needs first. Yeah. 95% of the people in the financial area call themselves wealth managers. You know, there's a, there's 300 terms for them, but they're a broker mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with a broker. They're good people. They might even put the money where they tell you to put it themselves, but they work for the house. And it's like, you know, it's like Vegas. The house always wins. The house is not trying to make you money. They're a public company. They're trying to make more profit for their shareholders. Nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that, except when it comes to finances, it means you get screwed because yeah. it's so complex that people don't understand that a 1% fee, which sounds like nothing. Well, the average mutual fund costs 3.12. If you're paying 3% versus 1%, that's 2% more. You go, oh, what's mm -hmm. a big deal? Compounding once again, fees. Yeah. 1% in fees will cost you 10 years of income at retirement. Isn't that amazing? 1% of fees. 2% is 20 years of your life you gave up. Yeah, but we life. don't think about it like that. I never I even thought about no, it like that. No. Right now I'm remortgaging my thing. And just just the the difference between 2% yes. is saving me thousands and thousands That's of dollars. Exactly right. But what's amazing to me too is I ran around and started asking all of my friends, right? You talk about how yeah. amazing it is when you pass on the knowledge to us and then we go off and pass yeah. it on too, right? So yeah. I ran around, I'm like, do you know if you have a fiduciary or a broker? And I'm telling all of my wealthy friends this and most of them, they're like, I don't know. That's right. And I'm like, by oh way, my no, God, by the way, what do you mean you don't know? Those, You're wealthy. Multi-millionaires multi and even yes. billionaires. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star 
rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Oh, yes. I, trust me, I see it all the time. And the reason is because they're so they're usually good business people, but they're not good investors. Yeah. Right. And so they're making enough money in their business to do well. But many of those wealthy people later in life will lose their money. So yeah. you, you want to become a great businessman or woman and a great investor. And it's not that complex. Once you learn these tools, it isn't. literally it's once or twice a year that you might sit down for 30 minutes with a fiduciary with somebody really mm-hmm. smart. Now, you know, full disclosure, I when I wrote this book, I wrote the book so anyone could do it themselves. Then afterwards, I started thinking, I know people's nature. They're going to read it and maybe not fall through. So who could I work with? So I created a a place for people to go called Portfolio Checkup, where they could put in their information and they could see what they're really being charged. And we spent a fortune. I built the technology. I gave it away. I didn't take any money from it, just like the book. This book, Mm -hmm. by the way, 100% of the profits, $5 million I was giving up front. I put it all to feed people. I wrote bigger checks. I fed 100 million people last year. I'm doing it again this year without the book. I'm reading it 100 million people. But my point is, when you put all that together... When you lay this thing out, I I began to say, who else can help someone? Because I had this site. And afterwards, if you wanted a fiduciary, I recommended like six different firms, Mm -hmm. big firms. I took no money for it. The problem is that even the fiduciary space, there are people now I found out something new. Uh There's this little quirk in the law, gray area, where most fiduciaries are called duly registered. That means they're a broker and a fiduciary. So here's what they do. They go, I'm a fiduciary. I'm here to look out for you. But in the middle of a conversation, they switch hats and they become a broker and you don't even know it. Is that why you say in the book you need it in writing from them? You need it in writing or you just need to look it up. You ask them specifically, like an email, because they'll say, oh yeah, I'm a fiduciary. Yeah. And they're not, right? They're they're a traditional broker. And a broker just has to do for you what it seems like it works. There's no legal requirement. If I'm a fiduciary and I tell you to buy Apple, Yeah. And you buy it this morning and I buy it later than today and I get a better price. I have to give you my stock. Yeah. That's how strong the law is. So it's so, so rare. But now what happened when I found this out, I was a man who told me about this is a gentleman named Peter Malouk, who's from a company called Creative Planning. And they're the number one rated firm, wealth management firm for three years in a row on, uh, I'm going to say Bloomberg, not Bloomberg, I'm blanking out. And number two, for two years in a row on CNBC. And no one has ever done it for three years in a row. So he came to me and told me this. and I was. I honestly, I was like, I'm recommending these people. I was, I couldn't believe these people were manipulating the system. So, and some of them I know they're good people, mm. but they need the profit they think. So they yeah. twist it. So I dumped everybody off the site and I said to the man who created planning, Peter, I said, what have we partnered? And he said, it'd be incredible. And so I'm now partners with Peter. I'm a board member on creative mm-hmm. planning. So everyone knows. So I'm my job. I'm, I want to get more people to him and I, I get economically reimbursed for that. So when it's clear, I get benefit for helping to grow the business, but we have 18 billion in assets. And what's beautiful is most billionaires have, what's called a home office. Mm-hmm. It's a group of people that look out for all your finances. They look out for your mortgage like mm-hmm. you're doing. They look out to see what's happening to you to protect you legally. So they make sure you got your wills. They make sure, uh, for example, your investments are protected. They have all these people doing it, but it costs a lot of money. You got to be a billionaire mm-hmm. to have one. He came up with this brilliant idea at Creative Planning, which was, what if I created a home office for people that are just small business people, like not billions, somebody with a million or mm-hmm. less. I convinced him to do it for people with as little as 50,000. 
So now somebody who wants coaching, you can do this on your own, mm-hmm. but if you want coaching and go to somebody who charges less than 1% for 99% of the people there. It and on you can get funds. that written off in your taxes. And, and, to, oh, look at you. You've done your homework. Depending you? on your <laughs> income bracket. Yes. I, I read, I took copious notes. Good for you. Yes. You can write off depending upon your income yeah. bracket, the, those costs. But now you have a professional who has to look out for you. And in Peter's case, you know, somebody that's has a tremendous track record that's been acknowledged is Barron's. So I was going to say three years in a row on Barron's mm-hmm. he's been acknowledged as the number one wealth manager in the country. So now I'm putting out the book, but I'm also on somebody that's why, you know, AJ Gupta has been the person that's represented me for years. He actually merged with creative planning because the resources were so strong. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're getting all of these resources as opposed to just someone saying, put your money in this mutual fund, which yeah. obviously can be a disaster. Which mutual funds hold up. Yeah. So then Look I took you. it to I the next on fire level. About this. I, Look at you. No, I am going to be a genius when it comes to this <laughs> stuff because I am sick of it. I'm sick of feeling so out of control with Good it. Good for you. And I want, I want to feel like I know what I'm doing and I want to be able to help the people around me be able to save my Money too. It's beautiful. So mutual funds. Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> Did you know these motherfuckers behind the scenes will decide what they're going to charge me? Yes, Holy shit. Sorry yes. for the language. But you know what? So it's like, oh, I'm going to invest in Coca-Cola. Well, would you like Coca-Cola A, Coca-Cola B, or Coca-Cola C? Is what they say when they're in the little computers back yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm, let's charge Maria Coca-Cola C the highest friggin' percentage. Yes. Three point whatever percent. Where the Coca-Cola A and Coca-Cola B, they're the same thing. Yes. But they're just deciding to charge me more. So when I went in and we were decoding with AJ all this yeah. shit, I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, I got so mad. I but you, like, but you, gotta, wow. you know where most people have their money in this country? If they, It's in their home or their 401k. Yeah. And the 401k area is the worst space because you not only have the fees that people are being overcharged by going into these mutual funds. And by the way, 96% of all active mutual funds fail to match the market. Mm-hmm. Only 4% can do it. But you say, I'm going to find the 4%. The four is always changing. I think yep. I shared with you, I know in the book, but I think I've shared personally, the metaphor I give people is if you've ever been to Vegas and played blackjack 21, you know, the goals get to 21. Don't bust. You can't yep. go over 21. If you get two face cards worth 20 and your inner idiot says, hit me because I think <laughs> I'm going to get an ace. You have an 8% chance of getting an ace. You have a 4% chance of getting the right mutual fund. Yeah. And then these mutual funds. So first of all, they're not effective. Yeah. And then second of all, you can go even to an index fund. Like we recommend index funds. But when you go to your 401k, everybody, we tell them, go to Vanguard. It's the cheapest. You get all the best stocks. And instead of 3.12%, you can get it for Mm 0.12%. So that's like buying, uh, you want to buy a Honda Accord for 30,000 or a million. Yeah. That's the difference. Isn't that insane? It's the same product, same exact product. But here's what you got to watch out for on the 401k side. There are firms that say, okay, we won't give you index funds unless you're a big enough company. The firms that will give you an index fund, some of them will charge a sales load. So it costs for Vanguard 0.14. Okay, that's like one, you know, like 10% of 1%, right? Less, yeah. less than a tiny, tiny, tiny incremental number. But they'll charge you a 3% load, a sales fee. That means you're going to charge you 3.12% still, even though it only costs 1.2. Now we, I have a company called America's Best 401k. I was... I found out there's these rules that if you own a small company or a big company and you have a 401k, you as the owner are the fiduciary. I mean, you legally responsible to make sure this is the best fund for your people or you can get sued. And most people don't know that. So most brought, companies don't know that or the people owners that are working? don't know it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Don't know it, right? And so the Department of Labor just changed the rules three years ago and saying that every year, if you're an owner of a company, you have to benchmark. That means compare your 401k to the best in the business. And if it's not serving your people, you're supposed to change. 
Well, no one knows it. Most people don't even know what the word fiduciary means, yeah. right? So <clears throat> I brought in this company called America's Best Foreign Care. I said, great name, prove it. And they came in and looked at our funds. And I'd asked my you know, head of HR, of course, years ago, go get the best plan for our people. I want the very best. So turns out that our funds were being charged 3.24%. And now we get it for 75 basis points. It saved $5 million for my employees in their pockets over the next 15 years. Wow. Just by, And we own the same stocks that we owned before. We're just not paying those fees. Yeah. And so you have to watch out because even you might say, oh, I got an index fund, but what are you paying for it? And as you said, you got to look through it. So you can go to showmethefees.com mm -hmm. and you can put in the information about your company and it'll give you immediate feedback about what some of the fees are and then what it means through time because mm -hmm. it's the compounding that really costs. And then if you have one more piece of information, we can tell you the exact number. So you can say, oh my God, if I make this change, I can have the same stocks but I can save myself a decade of income or two mm -hmm. decades of income, or in some cases, really, truly three. Because remember, every 1% in additional fees is 10 years of income you give up because oh of the Lord. compounding of those fees yeah. through time. Right. Literally, think of it this way. Uh, some of you know Jack Bogle. He's the guy that started Vanguard. He's a dear friend of mine. He's been in the business 63 years. He said, Tony, as long as you're investing over the long term, you think you're doing better and better. But what's happening is you're paying more and more fees. So over a 30-year period... 40% of what you would have earned will go to fees on mm. average, depending upon what the fee structure is, because that's how much it compounds. You're giving up half your nest egg within for the what? 401k. Within the 401k. Yeah. yeah. Right? I, I got to skip over 401k because we don't have one. Okay. But I was skimming through and I was seeing how horrifying it was for people because that's what the average person has. The that's average exactly person right. has a 401k. So that's, that's where 80% of people's money is outside. Yeah. Whether they own a home, it's a home and a 401k. Mm -hmm. So that's why I put focus in it. Now, wealthy people, the 401k doesn't matter as much, but there are other tools. Like, for example, if you made $100,000 a year and what's the goal of investing? It's not to get assets. Assets go up and down. Stocks or bonds, they go up and I think it'll drop 50% mm -hmm. in a very short period of time. The goal is income. Income is what gives you financial freedom. If you have enough income, you can travel, you can do whatever you want. You mm -hmm. never have to think. So the challenge is when you're starting to try and go build this income, most people don't understand the impact of taxes. Mm -hmm. So if you're wealthy, there's a version like a 401k that's different in that you pay the tax up front. You could pay tax on the seed or on the crop. Which would you rather do? If you're a farmer, you want to pay on the seed or the crop, what would you say? When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. The seed. That's right. Yeah. Most people say the crop. You go, why would you be on the crop? The crop is more valuable. You're going to yeah, pay more taxes. Yeah. So the government <clears> tries <throat> to get you to say, do this piece don't pay taxes now, pay them later. So someone will say to me, I have a, I have a half a million dollars in my 401k. And I'll say, no, you have a quarter of a million dollars. They said, no, I got a half a million. I said, no, you haven't paid your fees you haven't yet. Paid your taxes yet. 
when you pay your taxes and you're 50%, you're going to have half as much. People don't get that. But if you have a Roth 401k, you pay the tax up front on the seed. It's small. Mm-hmm. But then later on, you keep all the money. So if you have a million, all half a million is yours. Mm-hmm. Well, for people that have more money than just 401ks, for if you're making 100000 or more, there are insurance products that allow you to put your money in an insurance company, invest it. The insurance company uses the umbrella of the tax laws. It's totally legal. It's gone on for 100 years to protect you just like a 401k or a Roth. You pay the tax up front. But then when you take the money out, if you borrow the money back, which is legal to do, you can borrow up to 98% of that money. You you have all that money tax-free. And when you die, the insurance policy pays the IRS all their money. So the IRS is happy. They get paid. But while you're alive, you get all mm-hmm. that money, 98% of that money. Well, if you want to make $100,000 a year in income, most people you say, how much do you need? You need really 20 times that income. You need $2 million because mm-hmm. you're going to get about 5% a year these days, not 10% like a lot of financial planners say. It just doesn't happen. So, wow, okay, so I need to get a million dollars to have 100000 a year, but I'm paying taxes on that. If I don't have to pay taxes on that, I only need a half a million. That could save me a decade. That could save me years of my life. Or if I get the full amount of money, I have twice as much money because half of it isn't going to taxes. Mm -hmm. So you got to understand taxes. And that's part of what they do at creative planning also. But you got to understand when you're investing, there are things you got to understand. You got to understand compounding. You got to understand how to invest so you don't get screwed. You got to understand fees. You got to understand taxes. Those are the four things we focus on. I, um, I, I cannot say enough how ignorance can really just make you so miserable in this arena because, you know, money isn't everything, obviously, but it's what gives us our freedom. That's right. right? And so it's so important. Anyone who's listening, please, I promise you, like, you have to read this book. You have to take control of your finances. It is so important for you, for your family, for your sanity, for everything, because we always go, we go to people and we think, they're the ones that are supposed to handle this. Like yeah. I have people to handle that. And by the way, I do too. Yeah. My people I'm teaching right now. Yeah. Well, listen, that, that's <laughs> the biggest mistake we make in Hollywood. How many stories have you seen in Hollywood? I know. Um, and, and often it's not just people. It's not, sometimes it's stealing, but more often it's just ignorance. They just don't understand. They and you don't. wake up and go, my career's over. I've given my all. Mm-hmm. I've given my skill, my ability, my strength, my beauty, my everything to this. And what I have to show for it is nothing. You want to be in a position where you don't have to work. Yeah. Now, notice I said, don't have to. If you don't work, you'll be miserable. Yeah. Because you got to do something. Even if it's nonprofit work, we as human beings, and when I was growing up, everybody's thing was make enough money because I grew up poor. Make enough money so you're rich and don't have to work. Well, I did that at 26. And then I was bored silly within three months, right? Yeah. And now I look around at Steve Wynn, my friend, he's 74 years old and, you know, built most of mm-hmm. Vegas. Peter Goober here owns the Dodgers, owns the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. 74 years old. A Warren Buffett, 85 years old. They work harder today than when they started. So the goal is get rich and work even harder at what you love. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't have to work. Yeah. It work doesn't feel like work. The work's anymore. happening in the bank as everything's just adding fact, up. And also, you could spend time with your family, raise your children, do whatever you want to do. You don't have to. So now, everything you do is I get to, yeah, not I have to. That's yeah. freedom. That's what it's about. The book, by the way, is called Money Master the Game. Guys, it's an absolute must. We have to go to a break, but I have one more thing I have to say to him before we get off the money thing. Yes. One of my favorite exercises in the book was when you talked about, um, you know, how to gain your financial freedom and how to kind of create your dream life, right? Yes. And you talk to someone, you're like, how much money do you think you need to live your life? Yes. And I was like, 
hundred million, right? <laughs> and and I'm being the person you were interviewing in the book, and you're like, well, Maria, what would you like to do with that hundred million? I want my own private jet, and I want an, my own island, and I want all of this. And when you went through the exercise, it's on page two oh nine, I believe. Wow, you really got this down. <laughs> do not miss it in this book. It's unbelievable when you break it down because what we never do, and you say this in the book, is we never sit down to calculate. Yeah. our dreams, yeah. right? So I think I have to keep working like a gerbil, like a crazy person to make more money. It's like, no, 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 you have money. You just aren't figuring out how to allocate it and how to calculate all of it to see what you want and how to get it. And also, what's the cost of your dreams? Because we think we got to buy the whole sports yes. team when the truth is the wealthiest people, they finance it or they buy a small piece and get other people to do it and they get all the benefit of being an owner, but they don't yeah. pay $200 million or a billion dollars. Yeah. They didn't pay a million out of their pocket. They leveraged it all. Yeah. Whereas the average person like, I got to buy a jet. You don't have to buy a jet. You can. You don't have to buy a, a, one of those services. There's a thing called Jet Smarter. Yeah. One of my sons, I just bought it for. I'm part of the company now too, but I bought him initially the service. And what it allows you to do is you can rent jets, charter jets. That's nice. He doesn't have the money to do that. It allows you also, they bought all the empty legs. Like if you own a jet and I fly to LA and the jets got to go back to Florida, that's an empty leg. They bought them. So they post once yeah. you remember the service and they say, we got a free trip from LA to Palm beach or LA to New York. And you get on a Gulfstream and you fly free. This free. My, my son has flown, I think like a 30 Gulfstreams challengers, everything the last five months. Cause he's, you know, he's flexible. He's a coach. So he can go anywhere. He sees, Oh, it's a trip to Vegas. I'm going, you know, and he gets on the plane Hilarious. On and he meets cool people. Cause other people on that plane yeah. also, and he has a blast. So you, you'd be surprised. The lifestyle you want will cost so much less than you think. Yes. But you have to first go through the process to uncover what it really yeah, takes. Yeah, like what I want was $10 million. <laughs> That's not, that's not, a, that's like, not $200 million. That's not a I billion. I know. Yeah. It was wild. I thought that was so fascinating. I think for, and, and obviously those are very lofty dreams. <laughs> I like to dream big. This one, I go, honey, how much do you need? He's like, a million a year? I go, well, oh my God, honey. I had already, <laughs> but I had already cut to the chase and figured out what you said. Yeah, I'm, good for I'm you. all about the needs. Yeah. Tony Robbins, thank you Thanks so much. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. Hope you enjoyed that interview. Now you're going to hear from my financial planner. He's also Tony Robbins' financial planner, AJ Gupta. He's going to explain exactly how to access the power of compounding. Listen to this with a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen or a marker. Very, very important. From news and pop culture to fitness and health to relationships and careers. This is Conversations with Maria Menounos. Please welcome AJ Gupta. Hello. Yeah. 
Hi. Hi, Maria. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. We've done this before, right? Yes, we have. We have. Okay, great. Okay. I'm just making sure that I haven't lost my brain completely. It's been a little wild uh, the last couple months. I yeah, know. we've had several conversations about these topics over over the last one year. Yeah. yeah. So, so I want to start, I, I told everyone to come up with a number that they could easily put aside for the rest of their lives, basically, to access the power of compounding. We've talked about compounding, um, and you know I've read the book. I've almost read it twice now. Good. Um, and I'm obsessed with it. The book I'm talking about is Tony Robbins' Money Master the Game. He's actually writing another one right now. Are you working with him on that That's one? That's correct. He's working on it right now as we speak. It's going to be called Unshakable, and it's actually an action plan of what people should be doing. And and that action plan, he kind of was telling me a little bit about it this weekend, um, is I think because he's anticipating another crash, right? Yeah, there's always market corrections that happen in every asset class. It's how people react to the correction is what really dictates success versus failure. So he wants to empower investors how to be unshakable during the next correction. But we're not seeing the signs of a 2008 correction, are we? I hope not. You know, usually people don't know what the corrections are going to look like and when it's going to happen. Even though there's always people predicting it's going to happen, you know, there's some naysayers that say there's going to be a correction every year. And just like a broken clock, you know, your broken clock is correct twice a day. So since we don't know and we can't predict it, how are we? Re- how are we positioned for the portfolio? I really like that. It took me a, a, lo- a me little too. longer than Sean. <laughs> Sean too. got it right away, and then I was like, "Why did he get it?" And I didn't. <laughs> oh, there it is! A broken clock's right twice a day. I like I'm it. so blonde right now. Um, I know channeling through me. No offense, Lillian. Um, but yeah, I um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But this book has been amazing, and I've I've recommended it to so many people. Um, because I think that taking control of your financial health is so important. I think that we all are not, we all, there are a lot of us who, you know, don't want to deal with it mm-hmm. and yep. want someone to deal with it for us. But that comes with a price That's correct. <laughs> in some ways, more than one. Right. I remember, uh, I was talking to a friend of a friend's who's gone to Tony seminars. I, we connected at the airport and he's like, Oh, you're friends with Ted. I'm friends with Ted. And we started talking how the seminar was and how great Tony is and all this stuff. And then I was like, have you read his book yet? And he's like, no. I go, do you have a fiduciary or a broker? It's <laughs> like my opening line person. all the time. And he's like, uh, a broker. And he said it with such confidence. And he lives in Malibu and he's a very successful producer. And I go, yeah, you're getting boned. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I go, uh-uh. I go, you need a fiduciary. And we were talking about it. I'm like, you have to read this book. And I, I keep begging people to read it because I feel so empowered just having read it. Because even if I haven't taken everything and applied everything, I know so much more. I feel so much more confident about everything. And I'm going to continue learning and growing and making adjustments. And just the few adjustments we've already made together, AJ, um, and I haven't applied all of them yet because my mom got sick in the middle of everything. Right. Um, even those few improvements have set me up for so much success and have set me up for the next phase of things that are coming that I was anticipating because Tony talks about, you know, success is really based on anticipation, right? Not reaction. You don't want to be reacting to things. You want to be anticipating them without fear Mm -hmm. thinking, okay, what if I don't have a job in a year? What am I going to do in that situation? How am I going to set myself up to be safe? Um, what if I can't pay my mortgage next month? How am I going to prepare for that? Whatever it is, or what if I divorce or whatever it is? Um, so I think that 
it's really important to know a lot more about this and not leave it in everybody else's hands. And I think it's really easy, especially in my industry, because we're all kind of trained that there are people to handle that for us so we can go be creative and be talent and all of that. And it's not smart. You have to be your own advocate. You cannot just blindly trust anyone. You have to understand what you have. It's fun talking with you, Maria, because you're always taking notes. You're absorbing all the information. Even when Tony was writing the book, I'd been running one of the top wealth management teams at the biggest brokerage firms in the world that you'd recognize. And But when I had an opportunity to have front row seats, to meet or listen to all the interviews that Tony did with if it was mm-hmm. Carl Icahn, Warren Buffett, or Ray Dalio, I learned more in that 250 hours of audio content than I have in the last 20 plus years being an advisor. It was an unbelievable learning experience for me. Yeah, it's amazing. And he talks about if you want to master something, you need to find the master of it and model them and follow them and learn from them. So, you know, it's 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 so important. And uh, he, he did call me his best student the other day. I'm just going to say. Congratulations. Very <laughs> yeah, nice. I thought that was really exciting. Um, I'm such a like student teacher's pet. I'm like, really? Really? Thanks. <laughs> I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Um, But anyhow, I, I told everyone here, I said, to help everyone who's listening really understand the power of compounding, um... And even myself, because I don't know where to direct people to, I know the power of compounding now because I've read the book, but I want to use these guys as the example. So I said, everyone come together today and tell me how much you can put aside each week. Is it a dollar? Is it $5? Is it $20? Is it more? And then we can illustrate through one of these guys, whoever wants to step, whoever wants to step up, um, how to do it, but then also how to do it 
physically? Like what banking institution is, is it available to people at all of the banking institutions? You know, if, if Lauren works at, uh, work, does her banking with Wells Fargo, who is she talking to and what exactly is she setting up? Cause it's not just a general savings account, is it? That's correct. It's a, typically an investment account and you want to make sure that you go into the right institution that can give you the right counsel and also that you understand what the fees are because like compounding, fees can have a compounding effect over time as well, too. Yeah. One or two percent makes a huge difference. And I did not know that. I was like, oh, it's only one extra percent. No big deal. And when you realize if we do the same things over the next 20 years, I'm going to be left with like half of what you you ended up with over. You're right. And we've done the same thing. We put the same amount of money in. You're right on, Marie. Let me give you an example. I think this is the best way for the listeners to really understand. Uh, every day I see people spending money and I see them spending money you know, very quickly. And let's just say that every morning I see people going to Starbucks as an example, and they're spending three, four or $5 a coffee. And what if they made, sometimes they go there multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. But what if they just went to another place? Well, I'm just pick Dunkin' Donuts or whatever the case might be, but say they save $2 on buying that coffee. And if they just take that $2 and invest it every day, and let's just say they put it into the S&P 500 index fund, low cost index fund, Starting at the age of 25, just by that $2 a day savings, they're going to have $221,000 saved at the age of 65, almost a quarter million dollars just by that small, <laughs> minute decision of saving $2 a day. Mm-hmm. You go to $5 a day, $10 a day, you can see staggering numbers. And you're say you're a millennial, by 40, you're going to have that. That's great. It's just amazing. The power of compounding, starting earlier versus later, focusing on the fees. Uh, I'll tell you, it's uh, I see people buying fancy cars and I'm thinking, gosh, I know that's out of their budget. But if they started taking some of the savings and investing in themselves, I'm not telling them to give it away, just investing for their for their long-time retirement, mm-hmm. it creates so much certainty. And it's just about getting started, putting a small amount away and not delaying because the power, uh, you know, the more you delay, the bigger the impact can be when you retire. Explain the theory behind compounding for everyone. Okay. So let me give you an example. Uh, let's just say we've got, I'm going to explain the theory of compounding and I'm going to sh- loop in fees of how they can have an impact over time. Great. So I wish we had a chalkboard for everyone. (laughs) Here's your visual chalkboard, everyone, your audible chalkboard. I'm going to try to paint a chalkboard so people can visualize (laughs) it. But let's just say you've got two people, both are 35 years old and both have a hundred thousand dollars saved. I'm just going to use that as a round number. It could be 10,000. It could be a million. I'm just going to use a hundred thousand as an example. Both investors earn 8% over the next 30 years. So they're 35 and they want to retire at 65. The only difference between these two investors is one investor is paying 3% in fees all in, internally. They usually don't see it, but they're paying 3%. And the other investor is paying 1%. So one could say, okay, you know, 1%, 3%, it's not that much, a couple thousand dollars a year. But over 30 years of compounding, the person that was paying 3% fees has about 432000 saved. They never put any more money away. It's just that $100,000 that they started with. The person that was paying 1% fees has 761000 saved, 76% more. Mm-hmm. Now, people have come back to me and said, hey, Jay, I know, I get it. More is better than less. But what does that really mean, 700 versus 400 and change? Well, I go, now they retire at the age of 65. Now they want to withdraw $5,000 a month or $60,000 a year for their retirement lifestyle. Buying gifts for their grandchildren, healthcare, little travel plans, but they want to retire and live very comfortably. Again, both investors have the identical returns of 8% and the same difference, 1% versus 3% fees. The person that's paying 1% fees will run out of money at the age of 95. The person that's paying 3% fees is going to run out of money before their 75th birthday. (sighs) 
20 years earlier, just imagine. And that's the worst time to go out and try to find a part-time job. <laughs> you can't. So those little fee differences can have a huge impact of when you run out of money. So what I wanted to illustrate there was how the money grows over time because money's growing every year. In multiples. In multiples because in, in year one, you earn interest. But in year two, you earn interest plus interest on your interest. You do that year in, year out. It's just the it's the magic of compounding. Yeah. And that's why and, – and you can't – like whatever you commit to, it's like a domino effect, like or a Jenga. Like you can't take one out, you know, you can't miss a payment or the power of compounding goes away. You have to be disciplined because every single day there's a reason not to invest. Oh, there's this happening. Oh, there's that happening. There's a problem in Europe or the oil prices. There's never been a really good time to invest other than right now, every day, regularly. So come up with a plan where you can afford to put away a specific dollar amount, whatever that number is, but start. And volatility is your friend if you're young and saving, because as things go down, that same dollar amount is buying more units of that investment. Mm -hmm. So you want to be continuing to invest in good and bad times. And it's amazing. uh, As you look back after several years, you start seeing that compounding effect and you start feeling really good about it and you start looking for ways to save even more. So This is something where the investment would be like a low cost index fund where that would continue to multiply. Is that what they would be investing in? Like they're $20 a week? So part of our philosophy is if you look at the active mutual fund industry where you hire a money manager that's charging higher fees and trying to outperform the indexes. Let's just use 96% of the time they don't. Right on. 96% of those active money managers I have them. underperforming those indexes. <laughs> and why not just buy the index? Yeah. And the 4% that are outperforming are always changing. So how are you trying to pick this and change? You're chasing the returns. Yeah. But if you can go and find those low cost index funds, <clears throat> rebalance every single year, have a proper strategy in place. It's, it's a winning solution that's winning for clients. So who has a number that they've committed to and who wants to do this here? Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it, but here's my situation. Okay. And maybe you can help me with this is, you know, I just left my, my job. Right. And so I'm, I'm totally in transition. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. So, and I always put money aside before. What do, is it, do I still try to put money aside even though I don't know when my next paycheck is going to come? Okay. Great question. So if you can afford to still putting a little money aside, I'd say don't stop. If for any reason you can't, that's where you have that money for to support your living standards in between, basically. Right. Uh, the way I start is when people often ask me, you're in the business, um, but you know, I live here, I live there. Where should I go for proper guidance? And I want to take a minute to make sure that people understand. Maria mentioned earlier, is are you a broker or your fiduciary? Most Americans don't even know the difference. They don't even know what fiduciary is. They don't even know. You could actually YouTube, uh, what is a fiduciary? There's some amazing things where people like, what they think what the word fiduciary means, you'll make, you'll laugh watching that. You would have laughed with my definition. I can't remember what it was now, but I didn't know. No clue. AJ, don't, don't you think all brokers should be have fiduciary responsibility to the client? That's what you would want to believe. So there's two standards. There's a standard of the advisor has to be legally obligated to be suitable, showing you suitable investments. That's one approach. And the other approach is the advisor has to be legally doing what's in your best interest. Like AJ's been on both sides. That's correct. I was a broker. I used to only be legally obligated to do what was suitable for investors. But who wants to go out for a suitable dinner? Who wants to have suitable suitable sex? Really good way of putting it. So it's like AJ wasn't giving people bad advice, but at times there were things that his company, let's say, would advise for them to to do. And there are hidden... Um, hidden percentages behind some of these that you don't really know unless you really investigate. So 
he that's left the, that world. That's the big difference, Maria. It yeah. really is, 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 are there incentives to recommend something else versus the other? Exactly. I, I always use, you go to a doctor, you've been diagnosed with cancer and you have a choice to go to two equally qualified doctors. One doctor says, I'm going to charge you X dollars for the visit and I'm going to tell you exactly what you should do to recover. The other doctor will say, you don't have to pay me anything. However, I'm going to get compensated by wherever I refer you to. That's where the conflict is because if yeah. one person is paying you more to refer, they're going to be incentivized. I'm not saying that everybody will do it, but environment is stronger than willpower mm-hmm. and you want exactly. to remove yourself from that environment. So a broker is compensated differently depending on what they recommend. A fiduciary is legally obligated. So if I'm showing you shares of Coca-Cola as an example or a mutual fund or an apartment building. We're just charging an advisory fee and we're indifferent. We just have to design what we believe is in your best interest. Yeah. Very, very important. <clears throat> and I still am like dumbfounded that nobody knows about this. I'm like, why isn't everyone reading this book? Okay. So um, who's got a number that they are going to commit to today? I can. Yes. Yeah. Let's do this, Lauren. Uh, I realize I spend money on food that isn't necessary. I could pack lunches and I could, you know, just not spend money going out to eat. So how excited are you going to be when you have a shit ton of money someday because you made the sacrifice now? Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to sit (laughs) on a pile of cash. So um, I would like to commit to 20 a week. Okay. So just to kind of give you an idea of 20 a week, which is by the way, is great. And how old are you, Lauren? 27. 27. Okay. Here comes the magic. Yeah. So let's just do it. So let's just say <laughs> did 20 so a week, 20 a week. Let's just say $4 a day, $3. Let's just say $3 a day. Uh, here we go. So just calculating. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just dancing to you just yeah. so you can get the vision. I'm just going to round. I'm just going to use round numbers for a moment, but let's just say that you were putting, you know, between 20 and $30, uh, you're putting away a, um, $3 a day or $1,000 a year. What that really, it's still earning 8%. In 40 years from now, that's going to be $332,000. Oh, that's not going to feel good, is it? It's going to feel great. Yeah. By that small shift, just by making that sandwich at home versus going out and spending 3X and not knowing what you're eating, if it's healthy or not healthy, at least you can control it. And I, I encourage people, even if it's just one small shift, but the power of compounding and the power of time, it's amazing what you can see the results. So $20 a week. Okay, mm-hmm. for 20 years is going to yield her 300, how much? Let's just do this. I'm going to plug this into real quick. So $20 a week mm-hmm. uh, times four, it's going to be 80. So let me just divide this by number of days. Here we go. I've got a little calculator here. So we got 2.66. Is there somewhere people can do this? You can go online. If you go online and just Google financial calculator, retirement calculators, there's no shortage of these things that'll come okay. up. You plug in how much you want to save. You plug in uh, what assumed rate of return that you'll return and how many years you want to save for. What is that exactly? So depending on how you're investing, if you look at the history of the U.S. stock market, which has gone through major corrections over the years, but it's been averaging 9%, 10% this past century okay. in the last 100 years. So I'd say you might not want to use those numbers. Be Maybe conservative, you, put eight. But yeah, exactly. Use that okay. as a number and you plug in that eight and you put in, let's just say, I'm using $3 a day again, but that's $332,000 saved in 40 years. Saving 40 years, yeah. Wow. $3 a day. Right. And three dollars. Three dollars. That's one coffee. One coffee. That's you know, it's it's a lot more expensive to buy lunch than three dollars a day. I'll tell you that. So, what would you say to somebody who, like, I'm fifty years old? What would you say to somebody like me? First of all, you'd be like, "What? Fifty? <laughs> I didn't believe Sorry. what you told anyway, me. Anyway, I don't believe go ahead. you. I still Thank don't you. believe it. Assuming you're fifty, uh, no. <laughs> is, is what I would say is it's never too late to start. 
number one is you want to look at your expenses right now and look and say, what's a need versus what's a want? Mm -hmm. You always want to distinguish what's the difference between those two, (laughs) needs versus wants. And then once you look at the wants, you could say, okay, how important are these wants? And what if I pulled back on some of those wants and just started saving on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. Now, over and above that, if you have some savings, this is where people, uh, this is where I try to help people direct them to the right location. So I always say, if you're just getting started or you have no savings, or let's just say you have less than $100,000 of savings, I say, go to uh, Vanguard Advisor Services. It's a great large institution with no load funds, ultra low cost, very transparent. Mm -hmm. They'll help you get a plan help you get started. And if you've accumulated more than 100,000, then we have to take an extra step. We want to look at what you're doing right now. You want to get a second opinion. There was a survey done recently that 94% of Americans, if they found out that their advisor was not legally obligated to do what's in their best interest, they'd seek a second opinion. So if you want to go to a website, it's called www.getasecondopinion.com. It's uh, it's a link that you can plug in your details, and you'll have an individual walk you through and give you a second opinion on what you're presently doing, and help you so put a plan together. So when you go to the Vanguard yes. um, that you were just talking about, who do you ask for? You actually just if you just Google Vanguard Advisor Services, it has a toll free number over there, and you'll be in touch with an advisor who can hold your hand, ask you the proper risk tolerance questions, understand your age, understand where you're coming from, what you're trying to accomplish. And then they'll put together a plan for you. So now Lauren puts in this $3 a day. Right. In 20 years, she's going to wake up at 47. You said you're 27. She's going to wake up at 47, super rich. Um, What if along the way she's like, hmm, I have $6 today. I'm going to throw this in. What happens then? Like it just continues to multiply. So she can't take away the $3 a day. Otherwise, she loses the power of compounding. But she can add to it and have that even inflate more too, right? Well, the money that she has saved will always continue to grow and compound over time. But the power of continuing to save on existing savings and having time on your side, that's where you see the big numbers change. Mm-hmm. It's just when I use $3 and you're seeing $330,000, that's a big number. That's a oh, big that's number. And it's little, little decisions like that. Yeah. See how easy that is? Like, think about that. $3 a day. Yeah, that's easy. If you're uh, seriously, I mean, I know some people are like, "What?" But that's easy. Most for most people, three dollars a day, day. Yeah. and in twenty years, you wake up with three hundred thirty-two or whatever thousand dollars. Lauren, are you going to do this? Hell yeah! When are you calling? Yeah. Um, you after know, you finish your work for the show, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the number. And if you did twenty dollars a day, which is six hundred dollars a month, I'm just using another little another example. That's two point two million dollars. Holy after 40 years. shit! Yeah, so it's forty big, years. You'd be a multimillionaire. Yeah, See then, now, when you look at my stuff, like I'm really upset because I. I think because I didn't do low cost index funds, I did like straight up broker shit, mutual funds. So I haven't had the power of compounding because I would just put in a chunk here, a chunk there. And so I never got to get that benefit of compounding, right? Well, you had the savings, which was important and it was compounding, but wasn't optimized because you were paying higher fees. Yeah. Just imagine saving an extra one or 2% in fees. That's a savings. Yeah. Like, instead of putting more money into the deposit every month, if you just reduce fees or reduce borrowing costs or reduce your tax bill, all those are all levers that help yeah. you optimize your wealth. Like I can do this right now and still wake up at retirement age and have two point something million dollars. That's correct. Bam. How do you like me now? 20 bucks a day. I'll starve myself for $20 yeah. a day. Like what I would do anything to wake up 20 years with $2.2 million. Like that's insane. It's, it's the biggest fears of Americans right now is the fear of running out of money. 
Yeah. That's the biggest fear right now of Americans is running. And most people, unfortunately, are not prepared. Here, you know, my parents have always been saving, 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 saving. Mm-hmm. And at one well, you point... you got to save right. Well, oh, no. They've, they've been That's doing the it thing. right. They've good, been doing it right. Good. And now, here it is. My father's sick. Okay. And my mom... Um, she knows all about that. By the way, I, your sister is in my nightly prayers. Oh, my God. And thank I you, And I don't Maria. know how she's doing, but I want to know... Anita's doing really well and oh, she's finished her chemo and she's recovering. And when I hear her voice, the room lights up. So Are we cancer well. free yet? We're going through that testing. She's going through the radiation. So we're okay. going to find out wow. soon. So I have four people and of course Lillian's five now as well um, because I kept forgetting people in my prayers. And so I started doing this thing where I like, I have my, my little icon thing that I, I grew up with. I put it on my mantle and I go up there and I pray and this way I can be focused. Oh. I don't fall asleep. So I've got... My mom, I've got your sister, I've got my housekeeper's daughter, I've got Lillian's dad, and I've got our other friend Mackenzie's mom. Okay. All cancer. And so we've got my housekeeper's daughter just got her news. She's cancer free. So I was like, they're listening. Okay, cool. So then I was like, maybe AJ's going to come with good news. I can knock her off my list too. And then we're down to just us, Lillian, (laughs) us and Mackenzie. And I'm like, it's, it's so exciting to, to, to hear that she's doing well. So thank Thank you. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for having me in your prayers. Thanks for sharing that. So what I was saying was that with my dad, with my parents, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, they've moved uh, pretty much over here. My dad was getting treated at city of hope. So there's, my sister and I are like caretakers, but we realized 24 hour caretaking and trying to have a job and everything, it's, it's a lot. So next thing we knew, we we're like, okay, dad, we're going to need a little help. So we had to hire in some help to come in four or five hours a day. Of course, there's costs now going into it. So we're looking and my sister and I are now, you know, we are power of attorneys for their finances sure. trying to help them out. Right. And then we're thinking, okay, mom's like totally healthy. What's going to happen to mom? And we literally started doing the calculation as to getting people to come in, paying them, if mom had to go somewhere, if God forbid, but if she did, then how much is that? And all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, she'll be completely out of money like in six years. Yeah. Well, that's why a lot of parents end up moving in with their kids because it's so expensive. Yeah. People get hit with medical bills. They can't handle, they go bankrupt and then they're moving in with their kids. I almost did a story on this for the Today Show because it was just, it's become an epidemic. And they've saved their entire lives. They've done great savings. I mean, when we looked at their savings, we're like, oh, right on. You guys are set. And then we started doing all of this stuff. We're like, Oh, you're not set at all. Yeah. And that's what's scary. Yeah. Because everyone thinks this won't happen to me. You know, I always yeah. say hope is not a strategy where people say, I hope I don't get sick when I'm not working anymore, yeah. or I hope I'm dealing, dealing with a fiduciary, or I hope I don't run out of money. So it's, you know, it's hope is not a strategy. You just need to be an advocate for your financial affairs. As I mentioned, you go to Vanguard if you're getting started or go to get a second opinion.com if you've accumulated some wealth, but have a plan, have someone review it, not just the investment side. Make sure that you've got your trust and estate planning and wills all set up. Make sure that your assets are titled properly. It's amazing. We're auditing uh, someone's uh, beneficiary designation on their retirement accounts. And we found out that this person's ex-wife of 20 years was still the beneficiary (laughs) of his retirement account. And his number one goal, his number one objective was, I want to make sure that my wife of 20 plus years never runs out of money if something happens to me. And his ex-wife, Accidentally, is still well. We fixed it, but it was just shocking. He yeah, was like, "I can't believe it happened." This was wow. a small retirement account that he didn't pay that yeah. much attention to. It grew into a very nice retirement account, and yeah, so go through those checklists. Make sure that someone's looking at all the little pieces. It's, that's it's not just about the savings, but it's also make sure that you have everything else checked up. Um, creative planning. His website: uh, thinkbeyond.com and getasecondopinion.com. Um, Vanguard uh, Advisor. The um, services he was talking about. You can go to uh, Vanguard.com. 
And AJ, um, I think I got all your websites, right? Yeah, Did I, I think anything? the best one is getasecondopinion.com. Sec- okay. That's the best one because you can go there and all the details are there. Okay, great. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.